Hello, everybody, and welcome to Taking Control, the ADHD podcast on Rashpixel.fm. I'm Pete Wright, and right over there, it's Nikki Kinzer. Hello, everyone. Hello, Pete Wright. Well, I want to say welcome back, but we already did a show where you were welcomed back from your trip to St. Louis. And right, welcome back, like within 24 hours of being back. Now I've had some time. Right, and you were still delirious. Yes. Yeah, you've had some time to kind of get to to decompress. And process your copious notes, and you're going to share all of those copious notes with us today. This, uh, As we record this, it is a very fine uh, Thanksgiving week. Uh, so for our U.S. listeners, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Actually, uh, by the time they, they listen to this, though, it will be past Thanksgiving. I know. But you know why I bring that up, Nikki? Do you know why? No. Because if those people who are listening to it post-Thanksgiving had been Patreon supporters of this show, they would have been able to join us for the live stream, which was actually Thanksgiving week. Got it. Uh, and you can figure that out over at patreon.com slash the ADHD podcast. Uh, and it, since it's Thanksgiving, I just really thank you, everybody. Thank you. Uh, I Yeah, I mean, I just, I, I can't even tell you. There's a, uh, I, I just personally, there is, it's so gratifying to be uh, able to to log into work every day and see that there are people who are are you know who support us uh, who actually you know, care about what we who say care <laughs> enough about what we say to help make yeah. this a, a growing part of our careers right yeah. I mean that's what we're talking about I mean really that direct support is enabling us to do more with the show to be able to make choices that support the show and not taking other clients, for example, you know, I'll take, I'll do more show work before I go shopping myself around to other clients because uh, of, of the support here. So if it's, if it continues to be important to uh, any of you who haven't made the choice to support us this Thanksgiving week, uh, just know that we're thankful for all of you, whether you're supporting us or not. And if you happen to decide now's a good time to throw a couple of bucks our way, you get access to all kinds of great things uh, over in discord. That's sort of the gateway to any additional, uh, uh, goodies that we throw your way uh, on our Discord server. If you have any questions about that, uh, things are uh, resources online, or you can reach out to us directly. But it all starts with patreon.com slash the ADHD podcast, uh, and you'll get access to the book club. You'll get access to the w- monthly workshops. You'll get access to worksheets without any download gates, etc. It's really um, a, a growing and thriving community, and thank you, everybody, for participating. So that's it. Uh, uh, that's what I have to say about that. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody um just you know for giving thanks you don't even have to be in the u.s just we're thankful for everybody wherever you are uh so we're talking about uh chad ada chad ada aco in aco so many yes it's it is no longer the chad conference it is um chadico That sounds Something like, like that. a. Uh, it sounds like a new genre of music that you really just does. come up with. Yeah. ADHD music, yeah. Chadeco. I'm looking. Chadeco. Chadeco is what it is. To, yeah, it's like yeah. Zydeco, but with ADHD. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so it is now the International Conference on ADHD, and yes, it's supported by three different organizations. So Chad, of course, is the um, children and adults with. Uh, ADD, ADHD yeah. resource. ADA is for adults with um, ADHD. And then the ACO is actually for coaches. It's a coaching oh. ADHD coaching organization. organization. Great. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, yes, I'm going to give you some of my takeaways. I'm going to talk a little bit about some of the keynotes first because they were really good this year. Well, I love this. I First, I have a question. 
Yeah. Now, my question for you is this. It seems like with all of the different associations sponsoring this thing, that it's a, a conference that may be designed for a lot of different audiences. And I'm thinking about those who listen to this show who aren't coaches, maybe. Right. I think most people who listen to this show are probably not coaches, right? Uh, uh, and yeah, so, uh, uh, but, you know, shout out to uh, all the coaches out there. Uh, yes. There are people who are therapists and doctors who are listening to the show. There are people who are, who are just living with ADHD or parents of people with ADHD. It seems like it's this is a conference that's trying to serve many masters, so to speak. So what is the kind of environment of the con- conference and how do you how do you decide if this is a conference that's worth attending? Well, I think the first thing you got to do is is look at the agendas, right? I mean, I think you do need to get on the website and look at the different class sessions. And and this isn't going to happen. I mean, the, the conference is always in November. And I think that they start having the class sessions probably in summer, I think, is when they probably start outlining who's speaking and what they're speaking about. Um, but it is interesting how, yes, I, you're absolutely right. They have definitely geared this to uh, uh, many populations. But what they've done that is very clever is that the Thursday um, part of the conference is strictly for professionals. So whether you're a therapist, doctor, teacher, coach, and those are the people that are looking for their uh, continuing education credits. Okay. So Thursday is all for that. And then Friday and Saturday and half a Sunday is for everyone. So you're going to see more uh, sessions on Friday and Saturday and Sunday morning that are geared, yes, to coaches, but also uh, to just adults. Right. So there's there's adults that go because they want to learn more about uh, ADHD. There's a lot of parents who go that have kids with ADHD or they have ADHD and, you know, a lot of like family dynamics. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of sessions to choose from, which can be good and bad. Right. (laughs) Especially with ADHD. (laughs) Well, you have to really study like these class. I mean, you have to really study the summaries and decide, you know, what, what do I need? What do I want to really hear? And so the first, uh, the first couple of conferences that I went to, I went to sessions that I probably already knew too much about and I was just getting kind of repetitive information. So the last couple of conferences, especially this one, I really looked at the things that I didn't know anything about or did I knew very little and was trying to expand, you know, my knowledge on that. So I didn't go to organizing classes because I could have taught them. Um, and I don't mean that as snooty. It's just that I could have been a speaker at one of those organizing, you know, sessions. And so I was really looking for things that I didn't know that much about, or I wanted to learn more. Right, right. So, so, okay. So uh, that's a great orientation for sort of, if you've, if you've never thought about attending the conference, if it comes to your area, I can, I can absolutely see how taking the, you know, taking a day or two over the weekend to, to attend and see some conferences. Do they, and, and, you know, make it, it would be worth your while to learn, learn. Some oh, absolutely. And I'll tell you what's even worth more than anything is you are in a conference, like you're in a hotel, you know, area with all ADDers. 
right? I mean, they either have ADHD or they are a professional in ADHD and they understand it and they get it and they're studying it and all of that. So it's really a fun group of people. Yeah. Well, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. I mean, it really is. It's a lot of fun to be around. And there were lots of um, laughs and there were a lot of tears too. I mean, there were people that would, you know, we would laugh and then we would cry. And there were lots of head nods and people really talking to each other. Um, So one of the things that the speakers did that I think did a really good job is they tried to interact the audience. You know, there was lots of interaction, which is really good. Um, But there were some that were better than others. And those are the things that, you know, in any conference, you're always going to get some takeaways that are more um, impactful. They resonate more. Right. Yeah. And that's what I want to talk about today. And I'm going to try to do it in, um, you know, a, a compact way so that we're not on here for an hour. Um, and then also uh, have you kind of give me feedback on what you think. Um, Can I just ask first, real quick, just because yeah. just because we're on it and you were talking about the breakup, are there, so I assume on Thursday you get your CEUs if you're a coach. And then what about uh, any other days? If you're, if you're a coach, if, I mean, are you still ed- eligible? Are, are all the talks CEU eligible? Yes. Okay. Well, not all, not all of them. them. ICF or whoever you're going in for your um, continuing education has to approve it. Okay. But they've already done all of that. Okay. So they'll tell you the list of classes that you can take. Okay. Perfect. And yes, it's throughout the whole weekend. Awesome. Absolutely. Awesome. All right. Sorry for the interruption. Please continue. No. So the first opening um, keynote was a gentleman named Lederick Horn, and he is the co-author of Empowering Students with Hidden Disabilities. And he's also um, the creator, or he's on the board, I'm not exactly sure what his role is, uh, in a organization called Eye to Eye. And it's a national nonprofit mentoring program for students with uh, disabilities and ADHD. So um, these are two things I definitely highly recommend people checking out is empowering students with hidden disabilities and eye to eye. I'm not going to go into what his story was really because I won't do it justice, right? Right. I mean, these are why these guys, these people are keynotes for a reason. I mean, they have a way with the audience. Um, Basically, what he, what he did talk about was his story, how he persevered. Um, You know, he had all these issues growing up. He ended up with a degree in mathematics and now he's this inspirational um, speaker who's doing all of these great things, trying to help students see that their disability doesn't have to pull them back, that they can live and um, do anything that they want to do. And one of the things he said that I thought was really interesting, because I do not hear this very often, is he recommended uh, students to go to community college first. Oh, I like that. Yeah, he did. And uh, it took him longer than the two years, but that's okay. I mean, right. that's what he's saying. It's like, you know, you got to get comfortable and, and figure this stuff out. But yeah, he recommended going to a community college before going into a university. Thought that was interesting. Fascinating. Uh, yeah. Uh, next keynote speaker, I have a little bit more to talk about because he talked about a growth mindset. All right. Which I think is fantastic. Can you pronounce his name? Do you see it on the notes? Because I have a really, you, well, Eduardo Brissino. Uh, I, I, is it, I, I think it's Eduardo Brissino. Yes. Eduardo Brissino. That sounds good. All right, let's go with it. A lot better than what I can say. So <laughs> let's go with it. I'm, I'm good with that. <laughs> okay. You know what a growth mindset is? Well, I, I've heard the term. Why don't you help me? 
Well, no, I want to know what you think it is, and then I'll tell you what the definition is. Oh, but. Uh, okay. Well, I, and don't cheat. You can't look at my notes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I promise. Uh, a growth mindset uh, traditionally implies that you um, that you believe uh, at your at your core, intellectually, emotionally, cognitively, that you can change who you are, and you can you can adapt, uh, and you can learn new skills, and you can integrate those new skills into your into your life. How'd I do? You did great. Yeah, nice I job. Live, I live to serve. Yeah, really that's good. really good. Well, and and uh, my the kids or my kids who went to the elementary school, obviously, you, hopefully, yes, they're in seventh and right. tenth grade now. Um, but they both grew up with this growth mindset that they taught in elementary school. And I remember my daughter coming home and saying, "I can do hard things." <laughs> I'm like, yes, you can. And that was all coming from the growth mindset. Yeah. But yes, the the formal definition is believing that our qualities and abilities are malleable. The power of believing that you can improve and keep learning. Um, the fixed mindset, of course, is the opposite. So people believe that their traits are what they are and they cannot be changed. Mm-hmm. Well, you can imagine this this had a lot of interest in me because of limiting beliefs. Mm-hmm. And narratives that ADDers um, tell themselves as humans, as we tell ourselves things that we think we can or can't do. Um, just a couple of differences, just to kind of get the mindset that I'm talking about. Growth mindset is about learning and improving, um, wanting to be challenged. It's a positive mindset, um, always wanting to continue to be better, resilient, learning oriented um and they find their lessons to be inspirational um a fixed mindset is staying in the comfort zone more of a negative mindset uh avoiding challenges feeling helpless Mm -hmm. defensive and others people success is threatening to them wow isn't that interesting? Yeah, that is really interesting. That's one that uh, I, I mean, I guess I know that that's a I know that's a thing and certainly uh, have experienced it. But uh, I, I don't think I've ever associated it with a, as a trait of a fixed mindset. Well, and what was so interesting is around this time, he had us work with a partner and talk about where we felt we had fixed mindsets. Mm-hmm. And we all do. Yeah, you we know? all do. And so it was really interesting to identify like what mine was around exercise. And the gal that I was working with was around her job because she didn't like her job. Mm-hmm. She wanted to do something different. So it was really interesting to kind of explore this, you know. Um the growth mindset leads to faster improvement and performance, greater resilience, more positive and collaborative relationships because you're willing to ask for help, um, greater diversity, equity, and inclusion, greater creativity and innovation, and more ethical behavior. Um, and then there were some questions, yeah, where he said, what did I learn? What will I do? And who will I become? So it's not, it's not, uh, it's not dwelling on the the failure that you may have achieved right. or that you may have had that you feel as a failure, but it's more about what did I learn? What am I going to do different? And then who do I want to become? And um, 
it was interesting too, and I don't have this in my notes, so forgive me, I'm doing this off of memory, but they talk about, he talked about being in learning mode and being in performance mode. And most people go straight to performance, like it has to be perfect. And he used the- Circus kind of a thing? What is Not it? the circus circus, but the people that do all the fancy acrobats. The acrobats, and, the trapeze artists. It's not like circus with animals. <laughs> do you know what I'm talking about? Are you talking about Cirque du Soleil? Yes. Circus of the Sun is is what it means. Circus of the Sun. Yes. So he used them as an example that when they perform, they they do the things that they know best. Yeah. They do the things that they have, you know, pretty much mastered. Mastered. But when they're in learning mode, they're learning how to do new things and they're learning how to change it and make it more entertaining and all of that stuff. So yeah. he's saying that most people spend too much time in the performance and not enough time learning. Oh, that's and, great. You know, being uh, open to learning and not being fixed that we can't do it. Yeah, that's Very fascinating. Interesting. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a that's a uh, definitely a trait that I, I think I've seen in myself. Certainly, uh, around ADHD, uh, only because you know when I'm compromised, I find I have a lack of patience in myself. Right. Right. And and it's that lack of patience that causes you to rush to the aspirational part, the finished part, the part that I don't have to keep learning. And and uh, I forget that I sometimes I just have to. I just have to study. I just have to do it again and again. Yes. Yeah. So I got, this is completely off of my notes. This is just a story that happened yesterday that I want to share because I think it's powerful. My um, daughter is a gymnast and she works very, very hard every day um, to be a gymnast and her growth has been incredible. Um, so yesterday was our state state championships. Right. Mm -hmm. And she had to have a certain score to move up in a level. So this was kind of nerve wracking. And uh, when we were there, when we were on our way there, she was saying, um, I'm nervous. I'm I don't know if I know my routine very well. So everything she was saying was negative. Mm -hmm. And so I told her, I said, you know, I read this thing in a book once where it said, when you say I am and whatever follows after that is what you're believing, like what you're seeing mm -hmm. or what what's the energy that's coming to you. I said, so when you say I am tired, then you are basically telling the universe that you're tired and that's what you're going to continue feeling. Um, I said, so what if you said I am getting my second wind mm -hmm. or if you're nervous, what if you, instead of saying I am nervous, I am confident mm -hmm. because I'm going to do the best that I can. And so um, anyway, I'm telling her this, not knowing if she's listening or not, because who knows? She's 13. She could be listening to me or zoning out at the window. But after the competition, she came to me and she said, you know, my friend was telling me about how nervous and scared she was. And you know what I said, mom, to myself? I said, what did you say? She said, I am brave. There you go. I know. <laughs> I am brave. And I'm like, yes, yes, you are. So anyway. Oh, that's awesome. so, that's but very sweet. Look at that. Growth mindset. I am. and put in there what you what you want what you believe yeah. what you what you know positive right okay moving on jessica mccabe oh. was the closing keynote 
I know that many people are familiar with her on her YouTube channel, How to ADD. Fantastic keynote speaker. Um, man, she had us laughing. She had us crying. She had standing ovations a couple of different times. She's a really good speaker. Um, again, you know, I'm not going to go through her story. It's her story to tell, but definitely check her out. Um, she had, she has a great story up until the point where she's, you know, what she's doing now. It's like, she's just great. Um, but she had something that she talked about with Patreon, oh. which I thought was really cool because um, she was getting burned out from doing her YouTube channel because it really started as more kind of a, a hobby, yeah. fun thing to do. She was working two, two jobs, at least a waitress job. I know that. Um, but she had gotten to the point where she really didn't think she could do it anymore. Um, it was taking time. She wasn't sure how it was really influencing people. She was ready to quit. She shared her feelings on her, her page or I mean on her, um, channel. Mm -hmm. And that's when she decided to start Patreon. And she had a difficult time asking for money, which I did too. When yeah. you brought this up to me, I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to do that. Uh, but she's like, I needed to, to do this so that I could figure out what I was going to do. I couldn't do it all. And uh, so anyway, she puts on this Patreon pa page and her first pledge came from somebody and it was $100 a month. Wow. Yes. And she knew at that point, okay, I'm making a difference and I'm not stopping. Yeah. Which is really cool. Yeah. And uh, so she quit her job. She got married. Her husband and her are um, running this channel. Uh, you know, they're working on making it great. They're ha they have like future projects together, um, all of these different things. And she had her little dog with her. I mean, I just love that she's herself. He was himself. They yeah play really well together um so it was really fun if you get a chance to see her i mean obviously go to her youtube channel for sure but if you ever get to see her speak definitely go because it's worth it oh it's fantastic awesome. well her yes. her her videos are are wonderful and she's just so charming charismatic and smart she is uh, she's just one of those great adhd communicators so uh, yes. i'm so glad that that was such a positive experience very positive. Yeah. In fact, I didn't even take notes. I just sat and watched, which is pretty yeah. impressive because sometimes I'll take notes, you know, to kind of like get aspects right. of the speech. But I was like, nope, I'm just listening to her. So it was really cool. Um, okay. So next people that I want to talk about, I did did mention this last week. Um, I went the very first session I went to was on women in ADHD from mm -hmm. um, Sari Solden and Dr. Michelle Frank. I am happy to say that Michelle and I have been in contact and she is going to be on our show oh, yay. next year. Yes. Oh, and we're going to talk about um, shame and ADHD from our different perspectives. Fantastic speaker, fantastic lady. Love her. I love the work that they're doing. So I'm very excited about that. Um, but I talked about this a little bit last, last week and I want to reemphasize it because it's so important. Um, their message is that we do not need to fix ourselves. We just need to be ourselves. Um, navigating your ADHD is not just about strategies and tools. It's the acceptance of who you are. Your inner view of yourself makes the biggest difference. Mm -hmm. ADDers are diverse, not damaged. They have a unique way that they think in the world. 
everyone has the human right to be an equal voice, live shame-free, set boundaries, and demand respect. Uh, You have ADHD. You don't have to live a shameful life. No one said that you have ADHD and you should be ashamed. Um, So we need to stop believing that. And uh, yes, you have ADHD, but you have so many great strengths. And those are the things that we have to focus on. So they have a book. Yes, book coming out in July of 2019, which hopefully we'll have Michelle on again to promote the book. Okay, got to take a deep okay? breath. Are you okay? You <laughs> yes. have a lot going on. <laughs> I have a lot going on, and I I know that you know I, tr- I want to try to do it in a in a short period of time. Um, I went to a session um, about the workplace and ADHD, and this was basically tips on how to manage your ADHD in the workplace. I thought this would be good for our listeners. Um, so. One of the the uh, tips that they had was that we have to get very specific with our coworkers and with our bosses. Um, what is the priority? Uh, if we don't know, we need to ask. So we really need to clarify those conflicting messages. Mm-hmm. Um, if if they don't give you an exact due date, ask for one. Um, if you're not sure what they want from you, ask and clarify. Be honest if you do not think it's possible. Um, and she was very clear that, you know, your first reaction is probably going to be to want to avoid the conversation, but it does hurt you in the long run. So if you really don't think that you can do something in the amount of time that they're telling you, you have to do it. Um, we want to, to be as upfront about that, um, as possible. When you are meeting with your boss, be prepared, take notes and be respectful of feedback. Uh, she talked a lot about how, um, any kind of criticism is very difficult to take Mm -hmm. and, um, really going through that process of waiting to respond, calm down first before you, uh, say anything about the feedback. And she said, and be very careful of, of not explaining too much because that can be heard as, as as an excuse from your boss. Mm -hmm. So it's best to kind of take a step back and think about, um, how you want to handle this and not do it right then. Communication tools, some questions that she had uh, to ask the audience, which I think was was really good about how much you say in a conversation, how much you say in a group meeting. Um, is what you have to say need to be said? Um, does it really need to be said right now? And does it need to be said by me? Oh, I love that. Yes. Yeah. I, and I think that's a that's a a set of questions that we can start integrating like r- right away. Uh, yes. you know, with our kids, with our <laughs> you, know, you know, and maybe say to our accountability partners or our spouses, "Hey, I need you to watch me on this because I need you to help me look like the person I want to be, even when I'm having trouble, you know, listening to all the stoplights in my head." It is. It is important. I'm just going to say it again. Does it need to be said? Does it need to be said right now? And does it need to be said by me? And I, it resonated so much with me too, that even when I would write an email this week, I would go back and edit it because there were things in the email I really didn't need to say at that moment. Right. And, and so, you know, as a coach, I don't want to overwhelm my clients. 
Yeah. So right now, what I need to say is just this, and this can be said later, and maybe it doesn't need to be said at all. Right. <laughs> right? Well, it goes back so, to what we were talking really, about last week, right? The do delegate schedule trash, right? It's the yeah, same yeah. thing. Do I need yeah. to say this? Is there somebody else better that should be delegated to to say this thing? Should I say it right now or should I not right. say it at all? Like I those I, I love that kind of metaphor, you know, or that that yes. that sort of workflow, linguistic yeah. workflow. Well, and I have to tell you another thing, another little side story about this gymnastics meet yesterday. So my daughter didn't make the scores that she was supposed to make mm -hmm. to, to get moved up. So there's still some conversation about what's going to happen. And she had already talked to her coach about what they were going to do. They have a plan for her. And um, I saw the coach and I said to my husband, I said, do you think you should go over and talk to him? And he said, no, Paige already did. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, man, <laughs> yeah. that was an eye opener yeah. for me because it's like, you're right. We don't need to do that. She has it covered. Yeah. She knows what her plan is. She's happy with her plan and she's going to work hard. And to she's get put it. the resources so, in place, i.e. her coach to help her get yeah. there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And we didn't need to be involved. I know that's different from being in the workplace, but I just yeah. wanted to throw that yeah, out that's there. Good. Um, so anyway, yes, that's all I have to say about that. I mean, there were other things that she said, but I think that the communication tools were really important. Um, I also took a session on accountability. Um, this was specific for coaches, but I thought this would be a good topic to share with our listeners because we talk about accountability partners all the time. Mm -hmm. So this is whether you are working with a coach or you're working with someone else as your partner. We've got to trust each other, right? That's got to be the first thing that happens. You have to trust them um, or her. Curiosity plus uh, accountability can equal amazing work. So we know that there is definitely a place for accountability. Mm -hmm. um, it is okay not to do what you said you were going to do or what you thought you were going to do. Um, this is not the place. This is a safe place. This is a place for you to explore what's happening. It's not for you to get graded whether or not you did something or not. Mm -hmm. um, again, he emphasized that you are not your ADHD. It's what you have. It's not who you are. Um, this is a partnership. It's important to look at this um, positively, but that we also look at the positive things that are happening, not just the things that didn't maybe get done mm -hmm. because the good things get ignored too often. So as an accountability partner, we want to make sure that we bring up those positives. Um, progress is not perfection. And then we want to ask ourselves um, how your ADHD shows up. So when you are working with an accountability partner, you want to know internally, how does your ADD show up and what exactly are you working on here, right? So we want to clarify what it is that you're working on and what does accountability mean to you? What does that look like to you? What How, how are you going to define that if you have a partner? Mm -hmm. um, identify the change that you want. Um, identify how that success is going. If, if you find that success, how um, is that going to change? What's going to change for you? Mm -hmm. um, so we're looking at what you want, but then what it, you know, why it matters, what makes a difference about this. And then as a partnership, you come together with an agreement on how you're going to work together, what, what this is going to look like, uh, being sure that you're telling your partner what kind of support you need. Um, 
And if you're the accountability partner, like so as me as a coach, if I notice that something's not working or you're not following through too many weeks, what do you want me to do about that? As your coach, what do you want me to do? Yeah, what does intervention look like? Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Do we ignore it? Do we tackle it head on, but I need to know from you, you know, as a partner, what you want me to do if I notice that. Um, And accountability is really about curiosity. We want that conversation to be open and non-judgmental. And it really is supposed to be a positive. And I think some people really feel it's more negative. Totally. And so that opened up that. Yeah. If you need an intervention, if you need some sort of accountability, it means you've done something wrong. Right. That's not accurate. And that's not what that is. It's not what, that's not the role that we want to play. Right. Um, So if anything, I think it cleared, at least me as a coach, how to communicate that with people. Mm -hmm. You know, how do I communicate that so that it's clear that you're not doing this for me? You know, this isn't, you know. Right. That your identity is not in question. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, okay, we're almost done. So I took this random class that wasn't even in the notebook or in the program. Um, Was it part of Chad Atta? Or did you just walk uh, into somebody is. else's conference? <laughs> I don't know. It was. It was part of Chatco. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but it wasn't in the, it wasn't a session and it was something that I think she did because it was requested. She had done this last year and it was called reading between the lines and it's about social skills and communications. And this was specifically for adults. She did another one that was just for kids. Um, and this is from Caroline McGuire, who will be coming on our show in a couple of weeks to talk about this. Oh, Excellent. Yes. So I'm not going to really talk too much about it because I'm hoping to get it, you know, straight from the source. Um, but I'll tell you just a little snippet to kind of get an idea. We're She's going to talk to us about how to interpret what people are saying, how they're saying it, and how, what do we do with that? Okay. <laughs> so it's really about social skills and communication with ADHD and being able to read people before you respond. Yeah, right, right. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's such a big conversation. And I, you know, oh, you like, I, I really feel that I'm thinking about that with my daughter. We went on a college trip, our first one this, this oh. weekend. And I, I am absolutely thinking those things, like those things and the, do you need to say this right now? Do you need to be the one to say it? <laughs> like those kinds of things as we're on the tour and and thinking, how can I be a better coach and advocate in yeah. helping her do what I like to call around the house, read the room skills, right? Read yes, the room, yes. everybody, read the room. And that's, that's yep. so hard. It's so, so hard to do. It is. It is. And it, and this subject is so much of what the gal was saying with the working with the workplace. Yeah. And it is so much about reading the people who you are with and how they're speaking to you and what's their tone of voice, what's their mannerisms, you know, all of that. Well, who are they? Are they a very serious person? Right. You know, and then all of a sudden they're joking. Like we got to figure out what, you know, who these people are. But anyway, so yes, it's, it's, uh, it'll be a great tie into that. And, um, I know that the one that she did last year had rave reviews. And so I'm really excited about having her on. Yeah. 
Right. That's and fantastic. I'll tell you something else. What? One last thing is I had so many great ideas for podcasts <laughs> that I have this like list of ideas. And so even though I didn't cover everything that I learned, I had so many ideas of, oh, we should do a podcast on that. And oh, that's a great podcast. So, um, you know, the benefit to our listeners of me going to this conference is that we've got some good stuff coming in 2019. <laughs> well, it sounds like some great guests that you've connected with some folks who've never been on the show before and that's yeah. really exciting so uh, it is that's great so. stuff my microphone is a, going crazy I'm going to help you with that when we're done with this show I'm going to help yeah. you with that All right. Okay. Uh, this is fantastic Nikki way to go I can't wait for next year because now it looks like I'm going to try and go I hope where, so do you know where it is that's our goal it's in um, Pennsylvania Pennsylvania in November that ought to be delightful Mm-hmm. Oh, like Philly or? I think so. I think it's Philadelphia. I'm almost positive. Oh, you and me, we're going to get us some yeah. cheese steaks. steaks. Some cheese steaks. Yep. That's right. Yep. Yeah. So that's that's our goal is that Pete and I are going to, um, we are going, what is the word? Submit a proposal of having Pete and I um, do a presentation yeah. next year at the Chadco. Right. So we're going to put that proposal together. And if it goes, we're going to we're going to need to put a new tier together, Patreon, because we're going to need all the help we can get to get there. <laughs> anyway, right. this this has been really fun. And I'm so glad you went. And thank you so much for uh, your detailed uh, notes and and recitation here. It's, uh, it's some good learnings. Can't wait for the year ahead. And again, happy Thanksgiving, uh, everybody who is celebrating it or just needing a little Thanksgiving. Uh, that's that's what we're here for. So uh, on, right. on behalf of Nikki Kinzer, I'm Pete Wright. We appreciate your time and attention this week, and we'll catch you next time right here on Taking Control, the ADHD podcast. <laughs>